Uh, I'm glad to be here today, really. You know, just like every other Saturday that we come here. I love coming down here. But to y'all that don't know, maybe all of y'all do know, at 2 o'clock we do have a, a outreach event. Uh, it's going to be baptism today. Just congratulations to those who are going to get baptized. Uh, one in here. You know, he'll be revealed at this afternoon and then some more to come. And however many the Lord draw with courage and boldness to profess their faith through actions. Uh, today, we're at Psalms 110. And I know we're dealing with the <clears throat> series of, about the Christ. And we're going to continue that. We are going to continue that. And I encourage everybody. I know, you know, it's something going on down there and something down there. But when y'all leave here from this service, go encourage people to come, even those that haven't partake down there, or even those, go encourage somebody else to come, and you yourself come back too. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you for grace, and we thank you for mercy. We thank you for your love, God. We ask you to open our hearts and our mind to understand your scripture, the significance of it, so we can be able to apply it to our own life. Father, pray, God, that you may give me a tongue of understanding, God, that when I speak in by your grace, Lord God, that I don't use elaborate word, but just be simple with it. And may you, God, who is great, take my finite words because that is not enough in your Holy Spirit, God, that is the one that opened the hearts and the mind to show forth it to the hearts of those who are listening, just like you did unto me. Uh, Lord God, we all humble before your sight, sheets before your presence, Lord God, that is led by you, who is the great shepherd, the only shepherd. Pray, God, that you may guide us during this service in Jesus name. Amen. amen. So high priest, oh, man. the high priest. We started this about two weeks ago, talking about the Christ, right? The anointed one. That's what it means. Christ means the anointed one. We, we discuss how it means that God is sent aside a person for a specific task, a specific purpose. We know the Messiah and the Christ are the same word. So if a person say Yeshua HaMashiach, that's Jesus the Messiah. And if in the Greek it's Jesus Christos, which is Jesus the Christ. Same thing, talking about the same person. So we start talking about what it actually means. Last week we was talking about this of the priest. And we did uh, show from the scripture. The priest that is the leading priest is called the high priest, the great priest, the priest, the teaching priest. That is the one, y'all remember, we were talking about the most holy place, right? He is the one that go in the most holy place. And he is the one, he go in there one time, right? One time a year. And when he go in there, he go in there with blood. He have to have it for himself because he himself a sinner. And then he have to bring it for the congregation, those who he represent. Amen. Amen. High priests represent God before man and represent man before God. Very important. So the people outside of the, the temple, the people outside of the uh, place, guess what? They're depending on the high priest 
and to work on the high priest, what he do when he go in there in the most holy place to make them right with the most high God. Amen. Amen. So that's how it be every year, every year, year after year after year. Same thing. Same thing. So then we learn. Now we look down to Psalms 110 verse 4. Well, this is what we left out last week. Psalms 110 verse 4. We remember that it is written by King David who says a prophet and a king. Verse 4 it say, The Lord has sworn and will not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. So now, who we said last week was the first, according to the law, high priest? Aaron. Aaron. Aaron was the first high priest according to the law. So now, David was living under the law. Amen. 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 So why didn't David say a high priest after the order of Melchizedek? I mean, why didn't he say after the order of Aaron instead of after Melchizedek? Y'all get what I'm saying? If God wasn't doing a new thing, he would have said after the order of Aaron. Because according to the law, he is the high priest. But God said according to Melchizedek, a whole nother person who is himself not an Israelite. But he said this is the type of Priest, this person that is coming after is going to be. Now, to make it clear, Bible interpret Bible, right? Yeah, right? Amen. We I can't come up here and say, yo, this is about this. You gotta say, prove it to me, Pastor. Amen. And if any minister come, you gotta say, prove it to me, Pastor, because at the end of the day, the Bible gotta interpret the Bible. I cannot feel some type of way and then add it to the scripture. Amen. Then I make the Bible say something that is not saying. Amen. Amen. So then let, I said that uh, 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 that this, we we're talking about the Messiah, the Christ, right? How do we know that this is talking about the Christ? Because it could be talking about somebody else, right? Let's see from the scripture. Let's see from the scripture. Let's go to Matthews. Give me one second. Uh, Matthews chapter 22. <clears throat> and let's look at verse 41. Verse 41. Now I remind you, we're coming from Psalms 110 verse 4, right? Yes, sir. So now we're looking at Matthew chapter 22, starting at verse 41 to see. Is this talking about the Messiah or the Christ who are the same person? Amen. Amen. Verse 41, did what it say? While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ? Whose son is he? They say unto him, the son of David. Amen. Amen. Verse 43, what did it say? He said unto them, How then do David in spirit called him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand till I make thine enemies thy footstool. 
If David then called him Lord, how is he his son? Who he's talking about? The Christ, right? The Christ is the Messiah, right? But what is he quoting? Clearly, he's not quoting Psalms 110 verse 4. Right? But he's quoting Psalms 110. So let's just, let's just do a little participation. Do anybody want to read Psalm 110 verse 1? Yeah, you can read it. Psalms 110 verse 1. Big. Yeah, are you good? You good, my brother? Now remember that there is no chapters. Yes, sir. During that time, okay. There is no verses during those times. It wasn't no chapter reference. All the stuff that you see before the verses, it wasn't there. Psalm one ten. Just read verse one. Verse one. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou. At my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. Thank you, my brother. Amen. Now you see what Jesus is quoting from, right? Amen. But Jesus said this is about the Christ. Now read verse 2 and verse 3, because we got to look at this thing in context. Yes, sir. The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion, mm -hmm. rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. Mm -hmm. Verse 3. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauty, beauties of holiness from the womb of the morning, thou hast the dew of thy youth. Amen. Amen. Who is it talking about? Yes. It's talking about the Christ, right? Yes, yes, yes. It says, you, thou, you, thou, that is talking about the person in Psalms 110 verse 1, who is the Christ, right? Amen. So now read Psalms 110 verse 4. The Lord has sworn and will not Repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of. Okay, Amen. So y'all see it now, right? For Psalms 110, verse 1, all the way to Psalms 110, verse 4, which we just read, the whole thing is about him. We know this is the Christ because if you look at what it says in Matthew, Jesus talking to them about the Christ and he tried to show them how Christ is more than a man that he is deity so he used something that they know the Pharisees they knew this was a psalm about the Christ and he used that to show them from the Old Testament scripture how Jesus or the Christ is more than just man Amen. So Psalms 110 is talking about the Christ. Psalm 110 verse 4 now introduce us and tell us that the Christ is a high priest. Amen. Yes. Scripture interprets scripture. Now who is the Christ according to the scripture? The son of man. The son of man who is what his name is? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus when it was John chapter 4. When the lady said we know when Christ comes he's going to tell us all things. What he said? I am he. So now we connected the dots now. Now mind you, Psalms 110 was written a thousand years before Christ came in the flesh. Y'all get it? Yeah. So now, let's make it make sense. Who is Melchizedek? So, 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 so Pastor, yes. uh, Melchizedek in, in verse 4, mm -hmm. he was a high priest and a king. But he also, he wasn't a believer of God. He wanted the Hebrew boys to bow before him and represent him as God. But they would not do it because they trust in the true, real God. 
Well, now let's go to the scriptures and see. I'm glad you put it up. Let's go to the scripture. Let's go to Genesis. Let's go to Genesis. And let's go to Genesis and see what the scriptures say. Genesis 14. And we're at verse 17. Amen. 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 Scripture interpret scripture, right? Right, right. Now we got to ask ourselves, who is Melchizedek according to the scripture? Because we can't look at Aaron as a high priest because he didn't say it after Aaron. He said after Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. So now Genesis chapter 14, let's look at verse 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Chedah Lamar and of the kings that were with him at the valley of Shevi, which is the king's dale. Context. Abram just went to war with these kings because Lot have been taken captive. Amen. This is a Sodom and Gomorrah thing going Amen. on. So he went to war with them and he actually went and warned. And Abram is now bringing them back. On the way from going, coming back, this is what happened. Verse 18. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine. And he was the priest of the most high God. Now, now to the sister, she said that about the Hebrew boys. The thing that's wrong with that is the only Hebrew existed on that time was Abram. So that can't be right because this is before Isaac and Jacob. Y'all follow me? His name ain't even Abraham yet. No, his name Abram. His name is Abram. God hadn't even changed his name. So this is before all of that time. This is even before Sodom and Gomorrah got destroyed. So before, and mind you now, Abram was the first one that was called Amen. Hebrew because of his name being Hebrew or Hebron from Hebron. So y'all follow me, right? This is why I say scripture interprets scripture. Amen. Amen. Now, let's keep going. When we look at it, verse 18 again, say, and Melchizedek, king of Salem. Salem, yes. Exactly. Not usually. This was before it was called Jerusalem. So, Melchizedek was the king of Salem, but he not only just the king. The scripture tells us he is also a high priest. Then the scripture also tells us of the most high God. It don't say an idol do it. No. If it was an idol, then it wouldn't be said according to Melchizedek because that means you compare Jesus to somebody that is in idolatry. But you saying he's a king and a high priest. This is how after uh, Jesus is going to be patterned his ministry. Guess what he said? Verse 19. And he blessed him. Who he blessed? He blessed Abram and said, bless he Abram of the most high God, possessor of heaven and earth. Verse 20. And blessed be the most high God, which have delivered thine enemies into thy hand and gave him tithes of all. And he gave him tithes of all. Who is that? He. Abram. See, now. See, that's why I say when you read these scripture, then all the traditions and the false teaching. Gets ruled out. Y'all see it. So now. Abram 
bring tithes to Melchizedek. Abram not bringing no tithe to somebody that is false. Amen. Abram not going to bring no tithe to a person that coming with idols. Because the scriptures say Abram is a wet friend of God. Amen. So when Abram bringing and paying tithes unto Melchizedek, that's because he understands that Melchizedek is a high priest of the Most High God. Amen. And he is a true king of Salem. Now I'm saying all of this, right? But it's many other scriptures that we're going to get into about this. Because I'm not the only one preaching this. This is in the Bible. So now, let's go to Hebrews. Let's go to the Hebrew. We're in a, back in the New Testament now. And we're at Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. Now, if you, you read the Bible on your own turn, just read Hebrews chapter 4. through. You, you can write down Hebrews chapter 4 all the way through Hebrews chapter 8. Because there's a lot going on. But Hebrews chapter 7. And we're going to start at verse 1. Again, Bible interpret Bible. Scripture interpret Scripture. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 1. It says, for this, Melchizedek, king of Salam, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. We just talked about that, right? Okay, cool. Let's go verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. We've seen that he paid tithes, right? Now, let's look at the writer of Hebrews break this thing down. Look at what he said. First being, by interpretation, king of righteousness. Stop there. A minister, an early church father, the apostle of the true God that believe in our Lord and Savior just as we do. What did he say? He said that Melchizedek, his name means what? King of righteousness. Okay, let's keep going. And then it say, and after that, also king of Salam, which is king of peace. Mm, this is interesting. Verse three, without father. Okay. Without mother. Without deceit. Having neither beginning of days nor end of life. But made like unto the son of God. Abided a priest continually. Hold on, Pastor. What you mean? Tell me this man didn't have a father and a mother. I'm going to be real. I don't know. It's many different interpretations of that. Some people say it's because that he don't have any record of a mother and father in scripture. They don't have any record of gender, uh, genealogy of Melchizedek. That's what they saying. So therefore, he is used in the scripture as a type. Now, to those who don't know what a type is, it is that God used something in the past that shows us a picture of what he's going to do in the future. It have a deeper 
uh, assign symbolism to it. So, for instance, something may happen to the past that you may know and you may understand that happened. But for God to get his point across to you, he will bring home and drive home it by taking that thing and using it. Not that it is actually him, but it's something that have a greater meaning behind it. And he used that to teach you. For instance, in Ezekiel, David was already gone. David was already dead. But God said that my servant, David, yeah. the prince. He wasn't actually talking about David was going to be the true shepherd of Israel. What he was using to Israel is to show them that the one that come, he going to be patterned after David because the children of Israel know David. Everything, the whole standard of how a Messiah should be was patterned after David. You want to know how? Because if you look in the scripture, it say they did not father after their father, David. They didn't do right after like David. They didn't rule like David because under David, they seen an expansion. Under David, they seen this, this glorious reign during that time. It was so glorious during David time that when King Solomon followed up behind David, he had times of peace. He is called a man after God's own heart. Nobody else in the scripture is called that. So everything after David, they parent it and God used that because they know that he was showing them how the Messiah going to be. And that's the same way with Melchizedek. Y'all follow me? I didn't lose anybody. Amen. So now look, verse three again. Without father, without mother, without deceit, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto the son of God. Abided a priest continually. Look, 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 verse four. Now consider how great this man was uh, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tenth of the spoils. So now that he, he's showing you the inferior and the superior. Now he's saying, imagine how great Melchizedek was. We in Hebrew chapter. Oh, sad. Okay, okay. He said, uh, imagine how great this man was, right? That Abraham paid tithes to him. He's showing how the greater and the inferior. Look, look, now keep reading. He said in verse five, and, uh, and verily they that are of the sons of Levi who receive the office of the priesthood have a commandment to take tithes of the people according to the law. That is of their brethren, though they come out of the lions of Abraham. Now to break that down, Levi. Remember when we started off two weeks ago, Levi is the child of Jacob. Amen. God changed Jacob's name unto Israel. Levi is one of the tribes of Israel. The priests, the priests have to be Levites, but not all Levites are priests. Right. So in Abraham, right? Yes, sir. Because they haven't exist, but they were in Abraham. If you know what I mean, okay. seeds are in Amen. Abraham. Amen. So for Levi to be in Abraham, because Abraham is his great, great father, right? right. Abraham paid tithes unto Melchizedek. Yeah, so this shows you that the superior blessed the inferior and the inferior gave tithes to the superior. He doing something now because he's showing people that the old covenant is gone. Amen. Okay. He's showing people the whole covenant. We as Christians, we as Christians, we have a high priest. Okay. Amen. 
I want to say it again because that just made me feel some type of way. We as Christians, we have a high priest. And he is not the Pope. Amen. We don't go to con confession stands. We we don't do that, right? Amen. Because the Bible say we have a high priest. Amen. And according to what we know about a high priest, a high priest represent man before God. Amen. So let's keep reading some more. Let, let, uh, verse 6. But he whose deceit is not counted from them receives tithes of Abraham and bless him that had the promises. And without all contradiction, the less is blessed of the better. And here men that die receive tithes, but there he received them of whom it is witness that he lived. And as I may so say, Levi also who received tithes paid tithes in Abraham. I just mentioned this. For he was yet in the lions of his father when Melchizedek met him. If therefore, now to my Old Testament want to push people, listen to this now. If therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need was there that another priest should rise after the order of Melchizedek and not call after the order of Aaron? Okay. Oh, that's a strong point. If, it, if it's about the law, why didn't God say according to Aaron? Okay, come on with it. Why did he say according to Melchizedek, who you is not me. an Israelite? You tell me. Oh, because look at what he say. Come on. 12. For the priesthood being changed, there made of necessity a change also of the law. If God changed the priesthood, that means the law got to change. Okay. Oh. Come on now. Now it's shaking now. Because you can't be in old covenant and then say I want to be in new covenant. Oh no, you either going to have Aaron to represent you. Or you're going to have Jesus to represent oh, okay. you. Now, now you so now, now what we what I'm saying is, in Jeremiah, God already prepped the people. God said he was going to make a new covenant. Amen. Amen. That's what he said. So now, Amen. under the new covenant, we have a new representative. Okay. And this representative is nothing like Aaron, <laughs> who said the people, the people pressured me to make them a calf. Yeah, I yeah, put yeah, it yeah, in yeah. there and the calf came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't as bold to restrain the people from sin. We don't have that type of representative. Okay. Mm -mm. <laughs> if perfection came by the law, it wasn't no need. Verse 13, for he who uh, whom these things are spoken pertain to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah, right. of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. Okay. And that it, it, it is yet far more evident for that after the similitude of Melchizedek, there arises another priest, another priest who is made not after the law of a carnal commandment, but after the power of an endless life. For he testified, thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For there is verily a dishonoring. This is a changing of the commandment going before for the weakness and unprofitableness thereof. For the law made nothing perfect. It sure did. But bringing in of a better hope did. By the which we draw now unto God. We, look man, we don't have nobody else to represent us before God. 
Nobody else. Yeah, it's priests on the earth, but that's it. They're on the earth. I'm good, man. I settle for the priests in heaven that's seeing them. Man, oh, verse 21. Oh, verse 20. And in as much as not without an oath, he was made priest. For those priests were made without an oath. But this was with an oath by him that said unto him, the Lord swear and would not repent. Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Now listen, you either going to call God a liar or you're going to believe him now. Amen. Because God say, look, if it's according to the law, God don't have to say nothing about it. Because the law already says it. Y'all get what I'm saying? So the, Levite, the Levites, you could just be born a Levite and you got a right away to be a priest. That's by... Not, uh, 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 by just simply being born. Right, That's right. it. But according to the law, the law stated. But now God said, God wanted us to know. You know how a person really wants you to know something is real. And they want you to believe what they're saying. Man, I put that on everything. Right? And people go so far, I put it on my mom and all that kind of stuff. Because they want you to believe what they're saying. That's what they're doing. So when God, God can't put it on nobody else. Right? Because he is the greatest. So he have to put it on himself. That's why he swear on himself. And that's why he say, I will not change his mind. He won't change his mind. That's what repent is, change his mind. God swear and will not change his mind. Okay. Okay. That Jesus, which we finna find out, or the Christ, is a priest after the order of Melchizedek. We, we, we see it, scripture. So then, verse, verse 22. By so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament. Surety is a guarantee. Like God promised it. It's a better covenant. We have a better priest. <sighs> Lord knows in Hebrews chapter 4. It say come boldly unto the throne of grace and to receive mercy and grace. In a time of need. It helps for the time of need. That's what it say. But it based it off of the one representing us in heaven. Because we have Jesus in the most holy place, right? Right before the Father. Represent us. Because of that. And Jesus is perfect, right? Yeah, Amen. yeah Jesus is perfect without sin. Amen. And he loves us, right? He loves us so much he died for us, right? Amen. So if he loves us so much that he gave his life for us, now he lives. You think he won't do anything for us? Okay, now he's in heaven. <laughs> he's in heaven representing us. Ugh. And the father would give anything to Come his on, son. So then if the father is listening to the son and the son is representing us to the father, right. then man, you better hold to Jesus. On, See, right. this is what it means for Jesus to be the high priest. This is not a one. He will lose not one of them. Hallelujah, Jesus. So I, my, our salvation is not in any mere man hand, but our salvation is in the hand of the son of the living God, the king of the living king, the Lord of the living Lord. He is the great high priest. This is what it means. So if you got a high priest, raise your hand. If you, you got a high priest, raise your hand. If you don't have a high priest, that means you need one. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you about one that is good. Okay. Jesus Christ having never lost a battle. Yeah. Even when he died, he said, I, 
They take my life not from me. I lay it down and now I'm able to take it back. That's what he said. So even when he died, he died because of his will. So now the question is, do you want to accept him? Okay. Amen. Amen. It's no gray area. You know how I know? In the Old Testament, this man named Joshua. He said when he was before God, he said that the the adversary was standing on the side of him. So look, the question is who you have represent you. Do do, do you have Satan represent you? Or do you have the son of the living God represent you? So if you don't have Jesus, you may say they're just religious stuff. But if you don't have Jesus, I'm going to tell you today that you have Satan represent you. And if you have Satan represent you, Satan condemn. He know where he going, but he going to have you going there with him. So that's all they do. You have a high priest. Now, next week, we're going to get into something else. But the Christ, he's a high priest. The high priest. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus name, Lord, thank you for those scriptures. Because your scripture interpret the other scriptures because your word, Lord, is truth. And we cling to your word. And we thank you for all these things. As you have given us a high priest that represent us before you, Jesus Christ, the perfect one. He never failed and he will not fail us. He never get discouraged. He will not get discouraged on us. He will bring us into home to you. So, Lord, thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we do have it. So those are, hold on. It, oh, I know y'all. Dang, but it, I, like, like I hit fast forward when I said amen, man. I said, things start moving fast. 